Welcome to the Bad Preaching Podcast with Pastor Brad and Pastor Greg. Well, hello everybody. Welcome back to the Bad Preaching Podcast. Pastor Greg Payne here, and I have a special guest host with me today, uh, Pastor Aaron Neal. Aaron, you want to tell everybody hello? Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me today, Pastor Aaron. Thank you. Uh, Pastor Brad is on assignment with the Hilltop Youth, and so Aaron is going to ride saddle here with us today. So uh, we are pleased to have for the third and I guess maybe final podcast, at least for now, uh, Bishop Travis Gore, three of three here. And we've just enjoyed having him with us this month on the Bad Preaching Podcast. Thank you, Bishop, for being with us. Good to be here. Thanks for letting me uh, be part of this. Well, we appreciate it. I've been reflecting over the last little bit of all the great conversation we had on the past two. So if you're listening right now and you haven't listened to part one or part two, Go back and uh, listen to those. It's some really insightful, inspiring stuff. And and uh, Travis shared his personal story with us. A lot of lessons in that, a lot of the faithfulness of God. And we saw that in his life and in his ministry. So um, thank you, Pastor. And thank you for sharing about your roots here at Nortonsville. Absolutely. That's so really good. So um, we're going to start off, and I have a question uh, for Bishop Gore about preachers. Some preachers that maybe have inspired you uh, maybe past and maybe even some that are present and, and why those preachers. And I'm talking right now about like their, the oratory, their, their, their pulpit ministry, their preaching. And, and talk, talk us about that a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, if we want to stay within the church of God, yeah, let's, I mean, let's, let's do that, do that cool. right now. Yeah. Uh, so when we were in, uh, my wife, Kelly is from Danville okay. and uh, she's out of the River Oak church of God. Her whole uh, entire life is there, raised there. Her family's there still to this day. Mm-hmm. And obviously our general overseer, Tim Hill, preached, uh, pastored that church and was there for about seven years. And I had the opportunity to sit under him on Sundays awesome. for a little while. So uh, obviously he's been um, a big influence on on my ministry, just his preaching style, his oratory gift, mm-hmm. uh, his ability to connect and communicate, read a room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's probably, I don't, he may not even know this. He's been probably the biggest influence, uh, on my preaching. Not that I aspire or try to be like him. So right. if there's some young pastors, preachers listening, it's okay to have some role models that influence mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't have to be a carbon copy. You need good, to good be advice. yourself. Good but yeah, his 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 material, his preaching, his writing—you know, just just things that he puts out—has been a huge influence on my preaching ministry. I think you have a unique uh, vantage point because some of us, like myself, Aaron over here, Pastor Brad, we see Tim Hill from leadership standpoint, mm-hmm. camp meeting ministry. You have sat under his pastoral ministry, mm-hmm. so how would you compare and contrast the two? Because um, you've seen both, obviously. Yeah, Sundays were uh, it was it was camp meeting almost every Sunday. Okay. Now he preached pastoral topics, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. he dealt with pastoral subjects, um, you know, marriage and 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 uh, ministry, and you know, right living, all those things you would preach as a pastor. But it always, I mean, it 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 rang out with pastoral preaching, but the delivery was always dynamic and always uh, passionate. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and it was never, I don't recall a Sunday that I was there that we just never had a demonstration uh, of the Holy Spirit. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And River Oak is a historic, classical, Pentecostal church. Very much so. Church and yeah. Very historic in our 
stayed in really in our denomination, yeah, right? Absolutely. But but his leadership, his pastoral skills, I'm sure were amazing as oh, his yeah. leadership is now. Yeah. That's really interesting. What about someone maybe from the past? And let, and I like what you said. Let's stay within the church of God. But what about a preacher, an orator from the past? From the past. Well, if we stay in the church of God, uh, I mean, to me, Brother Hill kind of is in the past, you know, not because he's, you know, he's, he's older. So he was, he was at, you know, coming to the the zenith of his ministry and pastoral ministry, large church, transitioning Mm -hmm. to the executive committee, overseer. And I was, I was 19 or 20. You okay. know, getting wow. started in ministry. So if we want to reach outside of the church of God, I listen, I listen pretty frequently to Adrian Rogers. Oh yeah. Uh, of course, you know, he's, he's gone on now. Now I'm outside of the church of God. Sorry. His voice is so his distinctive. Voice and too. his, and I had just started oh, listening yeah. to him recently. Uh, he's got a podcast out and his preaching, the way he structures the one, two, three points, very, is a lot how I preach it. You know, and listening to him, you know, just the way that he lays stuff out. So that's kind of resonated with me. Oh. I love his his subject matter. His delivery is just, I mean, and really I enjoy on Mondays. I listen to him a lot. I would say content rich. Oh, and simple. Uh, and sim- but yet yeah, breaks it yeah. down. And that's a gift in yeah. itself. Right? Lorraine Livingston in the oh, Church yeah. of God. Oh, yeah. You know, Lorraine he was Livingston. forward in faith. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I still listen to him a lot mm-hmm. and, and love his preaching. I'm not yeah. saying that I... I pattern, you know, after him, but I just love to listen to his, his content. Incredible ministry. And I love the fact, because this is how God works. I love the fact that we could look at a Lorraine Livingston and a Tim Hill. Mm -hmm. Stylistically, there are differences. Night and day. You know, (laughs) but the anointing is there. The, the delivery of the word is there and the confirmation of the Holy Spirit when the word is presented and tremendous fruit from both ministries. So it just shows that be true to your style and yeah. cultivate it, right? Yeah. And be who you are Yeah. And in Christ. Uh, that's great stuff. Let, let me shift gears, if you don't mind. And, and we may have to put a pause on this and pick it up in the, in the next uh, segment. Same type of question. Someone who has inspired you, influenced you. But let's shift from the oratory, pulpit, ministry, preaching to leadership. Yeah, because both of those things are so important yeah. in ministry. Not just being able to minister on Sunday mornings or in camp meetings or whatever, but to be able to lead and cast vision and administrate yeah. and collaborate. So, who who would you put? Uh, well, if we want to stay in the Church of God first, uh-huh. I would probably talk about Mitch Corder. You know, Bishop Incredible Corder leader. served as our yeah. state overseer in Virginia, and uh, obviously had has pastored. You know preacher, but also mm-hmm. administrative leadership, um, casting vision, leading mm-hmm. a team. Uh, he would probably be one. And if you want to go outside the church of God, uh, although this man's a pastor, he's also a high level leader. It's pastor Chris Hodges, Church of the Highlands. Okay. Uh-huh. He has a Grow Leader podcast I listen to that just, uh, you know, that school of ministry down there at Church of the Highlands that they've mm-hmm. got going on and the way that he uh, you know, that podcast on Mondays is just geared toward leadership, not necessarily church, but church secular. Because his mentor was John Maxwell. Obviously, when you think oh, of John leadership, Maxwell, yeah, the guru of leadership, that's leadership. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Let's let's get a little bit light here before break. You have any hobbies? Yeah. So I like to play golf. I play at it. Okay. Uh, you know, 
I usually play with my, with my boy Jensen. Uh-huh. He doesn't play at it; he actually plays it. Uh, <laughs> so I enjoy I enjoy playing golf. Uh, we we love to go to UVA basketball games. That's pretty okay. pretty frequent. Uh, matter of fact, we were there recently, and uh, you know we go to three or four or five games a year. So uh, avid walker, runner, you know, mm-hmm. pretty much every day, get three or four miles in. You know, and that's more so I can listen to podcasts and you know. <laughs> That's developing kind of in two veins at the same time, right? But that may have answered my next question, uh, how do you release stress? That's probably how you release your stress, I guess. Well, probably the exercise is, but, you know, I always like to sit and watch a good basketball game, football Mm -hmm. game. Uh, And even times just if I'm home by myself in my room and my my little prayer room, I call it, my oversized chair, reading, just Mm -hmm. kind of relaxing. So, um well, that's great stuff. Uh, thank you for being back on the podcast this week. Yeah, so good to be with we're, you guys. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, um, Bishop Travis Gore is going to share with us what his new role is in the state of Virginia, what his vision and goals are. And so come back, be with us in the second part of the Bad Preaching Podcast. Hi, this is Josie. We hope you are enjoying this episode of the Bad Preaching Podcast. Please join Pastor Brad and Pastor Greg each week and enjoy the discussion. Find our weekly sermons on Facebook or YouTube. Just search Nortonsville Church of God or visit our website for a podcast recording of each sermon at nortonsvillecog.com. Welcome back to the Bad Preaching Podcast. Um, We're back and our next question is, uh, Bishop Core, could you tell us a little bit about your new role in the state? Yeah, so for five years, uh, I was the youth so youth and discipleship director of all children's youth ministry, you know, youth camp, all those things. So August the 14th, I transitioned into the role of ministries director, uh, which encompass, encompasses all ministerial development. So those programs like CAMS for those folks that are trying to, you know, get started in ministry, uh, finding out what their gifts or strengths are, if they're, you know, what their calling is. Uh, then MIP, which is our ministerial internship program, which is that nine month uh, program that those who want to advance in ministry involve themselves in. It's practical, hands-on, local church training. It's book work. It's writing papers. We come to Roanoke. Uh, they come to Roanoke once a month uh, from August on until April. We're right now in the middle of our of our MIP session. Just finished up cans. Matter, matter of fact, Friday night did the exit interviews. Finished that up. So uh, all that's under me. Credentialing, you know, guys and w- women that are getting their their uh, credentials um, that will runs through my office. Um, some church transitions and uh, moving pastors around. I help the overseer uh, with quite a bit of that. Uh, so any of the ministerial development. Uh, really, really comes under me. Okay, right let's now. talk about that for a second on transitions, if yeah. you don't mind. I know that you were part of transitions at some level, even in your prior role, mm-hmm. now more so than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about going into a pastoral transition? Um, you know, walk us through some of some of those things. You, and I know you have to think about the pastor involved, mm-hmm. maybe the the prior pastor, even mm-hmm. the congregation. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. So. Yeah. What, how do you approach that? What do you think about going into those types of things? Yeah, so the first thing that you want to do is you you know meet with you know the board. You want to kind of get a feel. You know mm-hmm. if it's if it's a 
it's a peaceful transition. There hasn't been any kind of trouble or difficulty and a pastor decides he's retiring or he's ready to transition. So we meet with the board first, kind of see what their feelings are. What and that's look, the church board. The church board, the church yeah, council. the council, uh-huh. elders, uh, and see what their feeling is, what they're looking for, what they want. Ultimately, the goal is to find a pastor that fits with that congregation mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and to put him, you know, connect him with that church that fits the demographics, that fits the culture, mm-hmm. um, that fits, you know, stylistically. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of the most important roles we do at the state office level is pastoral placement. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are a lot of moving parts. The pastor that's transitioning, the pastor that's coming in the interview process. Do you take, you know, two candidates? Do you take three candidates? Do you just take one? You know, so mm-hmm. there's a lot. Mm-hmm. And every every transition is not treated the same. Yeah. You know, because they're all different, yeah. you approach them different. But the ultimate goal is to con- place that pastor fit, find the right fit for that church. That makes sense because every church has its own personality. Yes. So you you have, I guess, broad parameters, but you can work within those parameters yeah. to personalize it for a particular church sure. and even for a particular pastor, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's good because God works with us as individuals, yeah. right? So yeah. it's the same way he works with us. That, that's really great. Um, what... What would you say is some of your goals in this new role, maybe your overarching vision as our uh, ministries director for the state of Virginia? Yeah, so in the ministerial development office with CAMS, MIP, which is the two arms, main arms of of my office, um, we want to be able to give these young ministers coming through CAMS, MIP, Practical, I tell them all the time, put practical tools in their toolbox Mm. that when MIP and CAMS is over, they can go back to that toolbox and can pull from there something that will help them in ministry. I guess if you could talk vision, mission, you know, I just take the word train, teaching, resourcing, affirming, inspiring, and networking. It's good. You know, Um, so we just want them to leave us. Now, there's some, some of the practicum that we have to do. You know, it's not always the most interesting thing, sure. but it's part of the program. Right. But those Saturday sessions when we're together, uh, we really try to bring in speakers that can give them. You know, we had Cliff West in yeah. some time back. He yeah. just did a 45-minute session on summer preparation. Yeah. It was golden. That's you know, great. That, who yeah. else? Yeah, then those West, interns right. need to hear how to prepare yeah. sermons. Cliff West is a favorite here at Northville yeah. Church of God. And he actually too. allowed yeah. us to email a sample yeah. sermon to them after Sweet. the event, after the session was over. So just yeah. stuff like that that they right. can take with them when they're done and mm-hmm. use, whether they're going to be a children's pastor, youth pastor, a senior pastor, a high-level lay leader, yeah. that they can just have something that will help them uh, be able to do ministry effectively. That's great. That's great. We appreciate you taking time with yeah. us to, to do these interviews. One final question. Uh, we're recording tonight prior to a revival service. Yeah. So when folks listen to this, it will be a couple weeks after afterwards. So um, I won't tell anybody when we go in. What are you preaching on tonight? Give us a, some highlights, some so points. So I will. The Lord has been dealing with me for several weeks um, about um, casual Christianity. Okay. And how sometimes, if we're not careful, we grow casual, mm. indifferent, kind of mm. careless, because we've become familiar right. with 
our walk with God and uh, really not, 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 not just the individuals, but the church in North America Mm. is becoming somewhat casual in Mm. our relationship with Christ. I want to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to take an old Testament or sorry, new Testament story in Acts 20 about a young man named Eutychus fell asleep in the windowsill, Mm. fell out dead. There's some (laughs) spiritual uh, principles there. Um, you know, and basically the, the antidote, the answer to casual, approach to God is a thirst for more of him, a desire for more of him. So hopefully I don't make anybody mad tonight. It's a little pastoral in nature, um, but the Lord's really in my travels all across the state. I just, just see since this, this casual comfort approach, I don't, maybe you don't deal with that here. I don't know this casual, comfortable approach to our walk with God. And we've been, we've become so familiar yeah. We somewhat lose yeah. the wonder mm. of our walk with God, and we've become more familiar than we have focused. And there's really so much more God wants to do. That, that's great. That's a great know. heart. Man. So we look forward to hearing that message tonight. And those who are listening now, hopefully, you heard that message a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, if not, you can go back to the YouTube page, and you can yeah. find it and watch it. Brand new material. I just finished putting it together this awesome. week, so it's. It's something new. We'll work it out tonight and see how it's gonna, it goes. It's going to be. It's going to be good. <laughs> no, we know it's going to be good. We have enjoyed your ministry every time you're here, and um, we just appreciate Bishop Travis Gore, Virginia State Ministries Director, being on the Bad Preaching Podcast. Not one, not two, but three podcasts. So uh, thank you for being gracious with your time. And I just want to say before we get off that that I feel like that Travis is a great friend. He's a great preacher of preachers, a great leader of leaders, and that's why I was able to roast you the other week. Thank because you. Because I knew everything <laughs> that I was saying was just tied to your strength, yeah. so I could make a little joke. Absolutely. But, um, a strong leader, strong orator, yeah. and a strong friend, and a great friend to, to the pastors in the Church of God and to this congregation. So yeah. thank you for being with Thanks us. Thanks for letting me on be the here. Bad Preaching Honored Podcast. To be here. Thank you. Thank for thank you for being on and thank you for listening to the Bad Preaching Podcast. Thanks for listening today. Join us next week on the Bad Preaching <laughs> Podcast.